Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, and welcome, people. Welcome, non-patrons, to uh, episode 242. Uh, we have a bumper show here. We have uh, two reviews, two main reviews. We have a review of Phantom Thread. We have a review of the Cloverfield Paradox. We are going to do Magnolia. We're going to do it next week, but we mm. thought we'd bring you Cloverfield Paradox while people still gave a shit about it. Indeed. Uh, we also have some What We Watch. Okay. I have quite a lot of What We Watch this week, actually. Um, yeah. Good. That's very good. That um, we've also got a bunch of trailers because it's Super Bowl, so there's been a lot of trailers come out for Super Bowl, and then there's been the ones that have come out post Super Bowl mm-hmm. that have kind of I don't know, fucking thumbed at Super Bowl trailers, I suppose, a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not sure if there's anything newsworthy we have to cover. Do we have to talk about the Quentin Tarantino thing? I, I, I will just say I'm glad that based on like the the chatter I'm hearing, people are being a little bit more like okay. I, I, in yeah. relative terms, the car crash well, stuff is fucked, but he's not raping women. And I, th- I think the deadline interview that he gave kind of explained a lot of that. Of look, it's you've got to understand the narrative with the way that the article for the New York for uh, New York Times was written. Yeah, I mean the, a the, little bit. I mean Furman herself, as you know, she's come out and said, "Look, we are cool." And yeah. Diane Kruger came out and said, I had a terrific re- working relationship with him. So what? He was the one who insisted on strangling me. So? You know, and yeah. I mean... Like, it's, it's, to- a, it's a little bit... Hmm. The thing is, I've I, 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 I been in a play where I had to get spat at. Um, and it was by it was by a friend uh, had to spit at me. Um, and it, it was one of the things where it was like, can we can we work it out so he doesn't actually spit at you so he just spits past you mm. and it looks like he spits at you so you put your hand in front of your face and me and my mates kind of went doesn't it just make sense if he just spits at me if he just fucking spits at me um mm. and so we, we 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 that's what we did and in the same play uh, it's not quite a choking thing but he had to uh hit me with a chair and we couldn't use a stunt chair because we couldn't afford a stunt chair so Essentially, we worked out a way from where I could put my arm and he could hit across. It caused minimum damage. But after three nights, I still have big bruises all across my back from being hit with this chair. And people will say, oh, but that's not the same thing. But it, it actually it kind of is. Yeah, I mean, it's... <laughs> the, the car thing's fucked up, but even Tarantino comes out and admits and goes, do you know what? I fucked the car up. Thing was, I, 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 I fucked up. It's my mistake. I fucked up. Which, you know, people fuck up. Yeah, it, it's. I mean, also the, the the thing he said about Polanski, and it was on Stern, and it just kind of feels like yeah. Stern. And, that, and I, I I I remember I remember that at the time and thinking that's fucking bang out of order. But you know, Natalie it, Portman still gets weird with being like that, and she signed a petition for him. So yeah, you know, yeah. It, it's that he. As much as I disagree with it, he's not the only fucking one with the Polanski thing. There's a ream of them. I did, that's the thing. I get the sense that if people to push too hard on Tarantino, then they're going to have to push hard on people who they don't want to push hard on. And, mm. they're, they're, you know, it, it does... There is an, it's ever so... I think from some people, ever so slightly double standards, but I think a lot of people are just being like, look, let's, let's actually put this in perspective. You know, and yeah. fuck, man, he's, you know, it's a different, it is genuinely a different world now, I think. Yeah. Like, if the fair play, I, it's, I I think this movement over the last six months or so, it it will change the film industry. It will. And it, 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 the thing is, it's got to change it for the better. And I think mm. it will change attitudes and things like that for the better. It, it's, um, 
but I do think that at the time when everything started coming out, um, the conversation was from some people were putting forward a conversation saying that we need to talk about, we need to look at what, what is accessible, isn't it? And people are saying, right, but that's not a conversation for now. I think that now maybe it is getting to the point where it is a conversation for now. Yeah. And it's not a conversation for what is deemed acceptable because I used to say a thing um, to, when I was, but I still say it now to, to my staff occasionally, is if you have to come to me and say, do you think that looks good enough? It probably fucking doesn't. Yeah. You know, you should you should be looking at that and going, come look at how fucking good this looks. Then it's fucking good enough. If you have to come to me and go, does this look look okay? I'm probably gonna go, no. Good work. You know, us. that's it. I like that. And so, if it's if you're having to think, should I be saying this or should I be about to say this or anything like that, you probably fucking shouldn't. So that's the thing. Just, if I, it's it's just easier to just not. If I said something like that in my work, somebody would probably say, "Oh, Ian's having a fucking pop again." So mm. you know, it's yeah, you know it. Anyway, hi Paul. Anyway, um, yeah. not not uh, that he ever says that. I just wanted like no, um, yeah. no, no, not that. Yeah, Paul and I yeah. great working relationship. Anyway, um, right, let's talk trailers. about some fucking films, man. Yeah, and trailers and shit. Right, okay, trailers. Go on, go on. Then. Let's let's hit us. Let's go through them because there's been a few, hasn't there? Yeah. So I, I just just because I just recent like, watched these today. Venom. It's interesting that they're leading with not Venom. Um, it's brave. Mm. Um, and to be fair, they only finished shooting a couple weeks back, so it's probably that they just don't have an effect shot yet. Um, yeah. It does kind of feel a bit like, why don't you just wait a month? But hey, you know, it's Tom Hardy yeah. in a superhero film. I think the fact that they're already describing describing him as a protector is a bit like, what? Yeah. But, you know, we'll see. I suppose. I'm, I, I'm up for it. It's Tom Hardy in a superhero movie. Yeah, it, what will be an R-rated superhero movie? I'm fine with that. That's literally the only reason why I'm up for it, though, is it's yeah. Tom Hardy doing a superhero film. So hopefully there'll be something interesting there. Um, yeah. Okay, so, uh, right. Life of the Party. So yes. Th- this is the, the new Melissa McCarthy film directed by her um, kind of filmmaking partner and husband, uh, uh, Ben Falcone. Um, I laughed a couple of times at it. I'm not going to. Can I predict? Can, run, can I predict the why? bits that you laughed at? Go on. The bit where they fire erupts and it knocks her over. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and was it towards the end where she's talking about her the Google, um, and she says that it scared him, but in a good way. <laughs> it, there was another. There was another line in that bit, and I can't remember. Yeah. And he watched it like. I, an hour it's not ago. that bit. It, it's, it's, it's another, there's another bit in line in that bit and I think I think that those are the two moments that you laughed at because right. they're the two moments that I laughed at fair enough okay that's 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 good it's just the fire bit it's good physical comedy that it's yeah, like it, literally it, it, it is it is fat woman fall down which is usually annoys me but I don't know with Melissa McCarthy it's just do you know what she's a really funny person it's just like she's quite light on her feet and it's the way that she kind of just like delicately kind of like dips the match in yeah and then boom <laughs> it just is yeah made me laugh yeah. I'm, I'm, i'll be you know if, if there's fuck all else released that week i'll be fine with going do you know what yeah let's do it yeah quite um you know and i i thought the boss was all right i thought I sammy thought the, I was thought all was... right 
Sorry? I didn't go with Tammy, but I thought the boss was all right. Tammy wasn't great, but it was better than I think it was probably should have been. And, and the boss is a funny film. Yep. So, you know, fuck it. Right. Uh, Super Bowl, I think. Uh, Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah. Yep. Deadpool. Yeah. It's, it's a Deadpool trailer. They're, 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 they're just, they're, they're following the same tact. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's Deadpool, except they're probably going to be pushing things a bit more because yep. they can now. They've got the confidence and great. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for it. I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with Deadpool now. Rich. I'm like, do you know what? I was already fucking sold. Just fucking showing the movie now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, it, it looks like it's going to be a different, uh, like a, a, a nice expanded cast. And mm. yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, la 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 la. Avengers: Infinity War. You know, it just. Why does anyone need to see anything? It just. Yeah. It, it, everyone's like going to see it. There's. There, it was a little bit. That was essentially, it was a group of fucking cast photos just kind of sprung together a little mm. bit. That's what it felt like. It felt like you, you've you not got enough to show the trailer yet, have you? No, we haven't. But here, look, this is everybody that's in it. And we're going to tell you that everybody's in it. And then go. But it, it does feel a little bit like, because there's a, there's a thing in it where it says something, doesn't it? About it being the end or something like that. And you're thinking, mm. it's not a... Because it's part one. <laughs> just, I'm I'm quite looking forward to the fact that it does genuinely seem like that with Infinity War Part Two, they are going to be saying goodbye to some aspects of the MCU. Um, yeah, but but we thought that with Cap, and they they they, they puss it out. It just contracts are contracts are ending, and the thing is, they're building out a stable of characters that they could kind of start running with now. Like by all accounts, Black Panther's great. So, yeah. And apparently the supporting characters in that are really good as well. So that's yep. key. Um, you know, Black Widow's not going anywhere. It looks like Thor's not going anywhere, but you know, Iron Man, if, if it's just, and Robert Downey Jr. Every now and then, I think that's fine. <laughs> yeah. I, I think that's fine. If he essentially retires Iron Man, the character, but we still keep Tony Stark, I think that makes a more sense idea. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we, we, we'll see. I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to Infinity War because I think yeah. Civil War's fantastic. So, you know, let's, let's yeah, and, see and what I, happens. I, I, I'm the same on that. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed Civil War and I'm, I'm looking forward to this. It's, it's, I think they're going to have fun with their other movies, and I think this will be fun. But I think it will take that more serious tact that they've been taking. Yeah. Um, okay, Red Sparrow. Um, I'm looking forward to Red Sparrow. Yeah, me too. Like it just it looks like Atomic Blonde, except with Jennifer Lawrence, not Charlize Theron, and that's acceptable. and a little bit. Yeah, and I, I'm not seeing Atomic Blonde, so I can't I can't comment. But my thing about Atomic Blonde was it looked like it kind of had blown itself out by the time the trailer had finished. Yeah, um, and that was kind of it. Whereas this looks like there's a little bit more to it. Hopefully, yeah, um, we'll, we'll we'll see. I like Francis Lawrence as the director oh. as well. He's 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 a mixed bag, but I think he's more positive yeah. than negative. So you know, um, okay, A Quiet Place, the uh, John Krasinski directed film. Um, Interesting concept. 
you know, Emily, a world where people basically have to go around in silence, otherwise they'll be hunted by some sort of mysterious monsters. Hmm. Like, I don't know, John Krasinski doing a high-concept horror film with with his wife in? Why the fuck not? Yeah, that's it. That 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 That's the interesting bit, is that it's that. Hmm. Yeah, so that, 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 that's what's got me interested. It's it's kind of like, all right, there's two people that I wouldn't put near horror. Um, so fuck it, yeah. Quite. Wow, Red Sparrow's two and a half hours long. Yeah, sounds about right. Fuck it, I'm in. I do you know what I'm in. Oh, yeah, Edgerton's in it. Of course, Edgerton's in it. It's a um, good cast. That. Mateo Shonarts, man. Like, yeah, he. I really like Constantine. I didn't think I Am Legend was that bad. I might rewatch that before this, you know. Yeah, I, I might do a Constantine and I Am Legend rewatch for that. I wonder if I Am Legend's in 4K. That would definitely make I didn't go on with I Am Legend, but I'm, I'm definitely, I'm, but I'm definitely keen to give it a rewatch. Yeah. Two and a half, two hours twenty minutes. That's a long film. That is a long film. Um, okay, skyscraper. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, that just exactly. Oh shit! I imagine it's four K. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm a little bit like. Fuck off, Neve Campbell. Get out. Get out of the film. You're not supposed to be around anymore. It's not fucking Scream. Go away. I didn't even know it's Neve Campbell. You see? Is that the wife? Yeah. Really? Yeah, Neve Campbell. Fuck, she's back. Nah, she's not. (laughs) Okay. Um, So, shit, man. Yeah, fair play. Party five and Scream, just like, that's it. Go away now, Neve. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Even, even getting your boobs out didn't fucking help your career. Mm. Shuffle on. <laughs> I, I, it just, I, I, it, it's just, you, I, I like the fact that it's not just a disaster movie. It's yeah. Not, I, it, the, the, you, you know, there's a bit of, there's a bit more to it than that. Well, is yeah, there though? It, it, <laughs> it is, it is. It, it does seem a little bit like, like the two people have sat in a room and gone, you're tired, yeah. You know, if that was made now, yeah, it'd have the rock in it, wouldn't it? It would have the rock in it, yeah. Ah, oh, I'd quite see a rock doing Die Hard, but Die Hard is fucking really cool. Wait a minute. <laughs> that literally seems like how the fucking meeting for that film went. Mm. And then The Rock was, and they just called The Rock, and it was like, right, Rock, what are you up to? Um, just like doing some ADR for uh, Apple commercial. Okay, cool. We've got this film, Skyscraper. I'll do it. <laughs> Yeah, you know that literally seems like what you need to do with the rock. It is, it is if you if you've got a good title, you get the feeling with Jumanji. They went, you know, Jumanji. They went, yeah, Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle. I was in a movie called Welcome to the Jungle. Was it a Jumanji one? No, sold. I oh, by the way, I'm pleased that they're doing another Jumanji. Welcome to the jungle, and the cast are coming back. Oh, is that confirmed? Yeah. Oh, that that that's that that's pretty cool. That film is 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 tracking to possibly make a billion dollars. It's about eight hundred million odd, isn't it? I don't think it's eight hundred seventy-five. Yeah, that's. Do you know what? Well, fucking done because that film at the start when it first came out that first weekend was looking like they were going to call it a bit of a a bit of a mm. mishit, and then it literally it's just fucking turned that and the greatest show released the same weekend. And people were going, the kind of the the misjudged this because you know there was the Star Wars thing, and then they've gone on to to do really fucking well. 
It's because people still like films. Yep. Which, it you is. Know, it's surprising, given what everybody seems to say. It is, and it is, it's amazing. It's kind of made Hollywood go, so hang on a minute. The opening weekend isn't the only thing that matters with a movie. Greatest Showman was number one at the UK box office this weekend after yep. being in release for six weeks. It was the first time. And they're re-releasing it in so, March. Oh, there's a, and there's a sing-along version, isn't there? Yeah, they're re-releasing it as a sing-along version in March. Fucking good for them, man. Yeah, like, I, I know you didn't get on with it. And it was it was in my top ten. No, you did not get on with it. It, it was you were as fond of it as 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 it's it, a, as it's hit I other just people thought it was fucking. I just thought it was more silly than it seemed to let on. Yeah, which I mean, which, which I can perfectly accept. Um, but yeah, it's uh, it is fucking cool that that, that 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 like you say that these movies are. It's not just about the opening weekend, mm. and that that it's something that, that, a, that a lot of filmmakers who've had films that have gone on to be quite successful and have kind of gone have, have been accused of being flops have gone do you know what it didn't have a great opening weekend but it did fucking make money you know Warcraft and um, Pacific Rim mm. even uh, Hot Tub Time Machine I know I constantly talk about Hot Tub Time Machine which <laughs> is because it's one of the greatest comedies ever made okay. but that oh, that I remember uh, when they talked about the sequel for that it getting thrown out. Well, yeah, it was a, it was a fucking box office bomb and everything like this. And like, no, actually, it, it it made a lot of money. You know, yes, it made its budget back at the cinema, but then it made a lot of money on home release and stuff like that. And so it is. It, it maybe will sort of change things up. I think, especially Jumanji and The Greatest Showman. That thinking of, Do you know what, things don't have to make money in those first three days, or they're fucked. No, quite right. <clears throat> Quite right. Um, oh shit! Ten Cloverfield Lane's in 4K on Apple now as well. Right, you ah, oh, you need to get on the 4K, man. I tell you what, I fucking know I do, man. Oh, the original Cloverfield's in 4K now as well. The original Jumanji, mm. Edge of Tomorrow. Well, anyway, um, right, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Yes. He he was flying that helicopter. He was yep. actually flying the helicopter and. Tom Cruise is mental. Tom Cruise is mental and he's in his mid-50s and he's doing fucking crazy shit. Yeah, I, I, do you know what? Uh, I, I re-watched Rogue Nation this week and I'll talk about it, what oh, we've been okay. watching. But um, I, 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 I genuinely think that Mission Impossible is an actually underrated action franchise. Which is mad because it's about to go into its sixth movie. But that fucker... Tom Cruise has been playing Ethan Hunt for what, 20-odd years now, 22 years? Mm-hmm. That's mental. And they've yeah. been at the forefront of stunts all the way through it. You're right, though. It is underrated. It, it's it, it's weird. It's like they're very well-respected films, and they do really well, but they just don't see... It's almost like they, just, they don't have cultural cachet. People don't want to like Tom Cruise, mm. even though they do. Yeah, that's the point. That's it. People, people wish they didn't, but the fact is, he's a very charismatic guy whose only thing that people can point at him and say, "Oh yeah, but what about Scientology?" It's like, should we open a book on Scientology and point at the other people that you'll say are fucking great? Shall we do that? Mm. Shall we do that? Shall we do that? Do you like do you like Audelaire? Beck, Scientologist? Uh, what about Kevin Smith? Do you like do you like more rats and and and, uh, and things like that? Yeah. Oh, by the way, Jason Lee, Scientologist. Giovanni Ravis, Scientologist. 
you know, it, it's a little bit like that with it. <laughs> so I, yeah. I think it looks fucking great. And it's got Rebecca Ferguson in it. And she's yeah. marvellous. Uh, she's a car- She's a one. She's an interesting one. She's fucking... I, I mentioned what you said about her to Bex and we were watching Rogue Nation and she went, she went, oh, she fucking does, doesn't she? She really does look like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. She went, do you know what? I'd be happy to get a text from her afterwards though, just saying, do you know what I just did? <laughs> like, she... <laughs> I'm fine with that tweet out. I said, I don't think it happened. I, I can't pull that off. <laughs> I think if Gone Girl was a year or two later, she would have got that role. She, yeah, I, I think you're right. She would have, but then, of course. And the other day, actually, my tangent, we were flicking through something uh, on uh, Prime on Netflix and scrolling along, and Bex went, I scrolled, was scrolling past it. Bex went, Is that Rosebud Pike? And I went, What? Scroll back to it. Oh, I thought that'd get you to fucking scroll back. Usually, when I go, What about that? You go, No, it looks like shit. But the minute I go, Is that Rosebud Pike? You start mm. circling back. Did you watch Return right. to Sender again? I, I haven't watched it again, but I would. <laughs> I would. <laughs> Not gonna lie. At some point, I will rewatch that. <laughs> um, again, I think, <laughs> I think the last, uh, I think the last one is. I uh, no, but fall, uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. I'm fucking bang up for that. That looks yeah, great. Absolutely. Um, and uh, uh, so- by, by the way, his when he was on, just a quick one, last thing mm. on this. When he was on Graham Norton, and I don't watch Graham Norton, but I have watched that clip of him showing the uh, the bit where he breaks his ankle. Mm. Uh, did you watch it? No. Watched it. It's on. It's on. The, it's on the Graham Norton YouTube thing. It, he, he basically does him. Um, there's him, Rebecca Ferguson, Henry Cavill, and Simon Pegg, and he's showing the footage of where he broke his ankle. And Simon Pegg's going, "Oh no, please don't let me watch this. Don't let me watch this." And Tom Cruise keeps pointing at him and going, "He hasn't seen it yet. He won't watch it." Wow. at Simon Pegg and it's basically you can see him just taking the piss out of Simon Pegg and it's just it kind of makes you look at it and go there's obviously quite a nice dynamic with these people mm. for that but then you do watch it and go fucking hell he's a charismatic bastard oh god yeah oh, he's <laughs> and, and, Henry, and also Henry Cavill sat next to Rebecca Ferguson you look at it going she's tiny and he's huge mm. No, nah, that man's a beast. He's he a, is. He's, an, he's a fucking specimen, that one. He is a hell of a specimen. And also, I still maintain it, it, that it, he's been misjudged. He is a charismatic fucker. <laughs> he might be a bit of a dick, but he's kind of a cad with it, which I think he can get away with. No, nah, man, I love that dude. Like, he, I fucking, do. He, he knows what he's doing and he knows what he is and he fucking yep. rinses it for all it's worth. I, I, I love the fact that he goes, that he goes, do you know what? I've made a lot of money and I'm going to enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm not going to be. He's not an arsehole with it. But no. if he wants to get a private jet, fuck him. He, he can get a private jet. He's got enough money to do it. People should be fucking calling him out for it. If he Straight wants up. to get a private jet to go from New York to LA, fuck it. Why not? Straight up. Um. And the last thing is mm. the thing that is. Mm. Mm. Oh, that was weird. Yeah. It's 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 the first misstep in it. Solo. Yeah. Alden Eric writes face doesn't look right. It doesn't I mean, look feel, right. I, I, it, it, I, I, it's I, not I right bad for him. I feel bad for him because I like Alden Eric. He's a he's so a good actor. I. 
and, and, and do you know what? He might be very good at that at that role. The problem is, you, you're now starting to look at it and go, was it always going to be impossible? It just... It just it, at this moment, at this moment, when you've seen that trailer, it's like a, a penny's dropped for everyone and they've gone, oh, wait a minute, this wasn't a good idea. Shit, we've been banging on about how good an idea this would be, and actually it's not, is it? Shit. Oh, shit. It just and um, the, the very people that were going on about how how, it, how there needs to be a, a young solo movie, how it'll be the perfect Star Wars story movie, are going to be the very fucking same people who are going to shit all over it. Yeah, I, I, it just the thing is, it kind of like with this news this week about those the Game of Thrones guys doing a Star Wars series as well, and like they're making Star Wars TV shows, but Disney's new streaming service, it does. I don't know, man. They've got to be fucking careful. It's it, it. I I think that Solo is the one that starts to burn it out. Yeah, you have to. I mean, it just and it, it might it might not be that might not be it might not be a bad movie. It might be it might be a good movie. It might even be a really good movie. But I have a feeling that it's the one they've pointed at and targeted. It just it's you know, Last Jedi. It had that instant frothing holy fucking shit this is the best star wars ever hype until it came out Mm. and then things went weird and you know i mean i wasn't a massive fan i like last jedi i didn't love it i certainly wasn't fucking like hate speeching like kelly marie tran or anything you know what i mean like there's not like in a film and then there's that um but it just it feels like the milk soured a little bit and it's just like maybe Solo should have come out at Christmas just give people a bit of time off mm. um, and you know now there's going to be like what like an 18 month break between Solo and episode 9 and it just it's what I do like though is the fact that it looks like Lando is going to be the thing in this film and it might be the thing that actually saves this film's reputation yeah, and I could see, I could already see a Lando film, and just I like Donald Glover. I don't like Community. I like pretty much everything else Donald Glover related that I've seen or heard. And he I don't looked, like his terrible music. Sorry, I don't like his terrible music. Uh, I, I childish Gambino. I can I, yeah I, yeah. I, I, it just the thing is, he fucking. I, I, the thing is, I, I can see why other people like it. He, it's not one of those ones where, where it's like Drake, and I, I, I refuse mm-hmm. to believe that anybody likes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's, I can see why other people likes it. I just, I, I don't like that style of um, smooth R and B hip hop. He does. He seems to be embodying, if not the exact look, but the spirit of what Billy D. Williams was doing in those films. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah he, he does seem to have gone... He, yeah, I get, I, I completely get that, yeah. And I, I, I'm not his biggest fan, but I must admit, it does seem like, do you know what, he, he, he might be the charisma in that movie. Yeah. And it, it just... That bit at the end of the spot, uh, of, of the trailer, sorry, where it's just like, oh, I thought we were in trouble for a minute there. Everything's mm. fine. And it, it just... I don't know. No. No, no, no. I just the thing is the thing is the weird thing is I have no I have no nostalgic connection to that character. I don't. I I just don't give a shit. 
and that's not I've not been a dick. I just I don't care. So I might be all right with it. <laughs> I might go into it and go, mm. I enjoyed that. Well, everyone else is breathing fire at me. <laughs> but it's even like Woody Harrelson just going, I'm putting together a team. It's like, who the fuck isn't putting together a team? Everyone's putting together a fucking team. It is a little bit like, yeah, it is a little bit like that. It's just a dialogue there, man. It, it, it just, I, fuck, man. I am looking forward to watching it because I like me some Star Wars and Star Wars with some young Lando. Yeah, how fuck it. Yes, please. Yeah. It, but it just, I'm, I'm worried about it. It just, it doesn't, his face isn't fucking right. It's not, it just, there's something, it's no, not there. He, he, he's got a very unique looking face. It's not, he's not got a gener- Ford. He's, he, he's, he's not got a generic looking face. It, Harrison it, Ford doesn't have a generic looking face, but he doesn't have a, he could grow up to look like Harrison Ford looking face. He, has, he wouldn't grow up to look like that. The thing is, it's not grow up, it's, he won't look like Harrison Ford in five to ten years. Yeah. That's the thing. Harrison Ford was not young in in A New Hope. He wasn't fucking old either. Yeah. And, old, I mean, there's maybe, like, a ten... Like, I'd, I'd be fascinated to know the age difference between Harrison Ford when when they filmed A New Hope and Old and Erin right now. Ten years, Max? So let's check it then. You do Old and Erin right, I'll do Harrison Ford. Fucking, let's, let's get on this. So, New Hope was 77, wasn't it? Yeah. So, he was 35. I reckon they're about the same age. Elden Aaron Reich. Was born in 89. So, he's five years younger than me. Is he that young? Okay, so he's like late 20s. So, there's seven years between them. So, we're saying there's... It just... No. 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 Even if in the movie world there's 15 years between them, which I don't know how, how many years there is, he, he's never going to look like that. The, you would have been at a cast somebody who might have gone on to look, might have gone on to look like that. But I, th- I think I think he's, I don't know, maybe he's too old for the role. I mean, he's only 28, but maybe he's old, 28, 29. He's maybe old, too old for the role. I, I, I mean, we'll see. It just, I, you know, I've I've been down on marketing before and it's turned out okay with things. Exactly. But I hated the Pacific Rim trailers up until I saw them on the big screen. There you go. And it it just, it's, fuck, he doesn't look right. Oh, he doesn't. Right, anyway. shall we move on to our first review? Let's do it. Right. Our first review of the evening is... Dan Gilroy's Roman J. Israel Esquire. Oh. <laughs> well, all right. We're going to do that, are we? Yep. Oh, all right then. Um, so, interesting. And, uh, it stars Denzel Washington, Colin Farrell, Carmen Ajoya, and it is the story of Roman J. Israel Esquire. Hang on, you the... didn't see this, did you? Yes, I fucking did. Fuck off! Did you really? <laughs> I did, yes. Did you really? <laughs> yeah. Did you, what? Hang on, what? No, you didn't. When did you see this? Yesterday afternoon. Shut the fuck up. Are you serious? Yeah. Wow, we. I. Wow, really? Yep. You motherfucker. <laughs> wow. 
What the fucking hell, man? You are a closed book, you. Right, I, like, seriously, I hope this reaction seems genuine because it is. I did not have a fucking clue, Mark. I didn't need What the fuck? Sweet. Right, oh, man, I am intrigued, intrigued to see what you thought about this. Yep. Yeah. yeah I went, so I saw it yesterday afternoon. We had a conversation with this yesterday where I asked Ian if he'd seen it. But didn't intimate that I'd seen. No, you didn't. And he said he might, and I thought I don't want to tell Ian that he should go and see it or anything like that because I don't. I don't want to essentially infer on Ian's time. And I knew if I said, "Well, I fucking seen it," he would go and he'd feel pressure. I go, so I didn't want to do that. And then when when he messaged me and said, "I'm at the cinema," I thought, "Fucking yes." <laughs> So yes, so Robert Israel Esquire is what a treat is a uh, activist uh, lawyer who works for a practice where there are two lawyers: there are himself and his partner. He writes all the plays and writes all of the memos and everything like that, and kind of comes up with the political, uh, the um, legal strategy for his partner. And his partner goes to court because Roman J. Israel Esquire is there's certainly something there, isn't there? He's not quite right but mm. is a genius at understanding litigation and mm. understanding the minutiae of law and everything like that however his partner has a heart attack and is in a catatonic coma a fully vegetative state and so brought in to oversee the closing down of their practice is colin farrell Colin Farrell then quickly notices that there's something there's something there in 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 Roman that he can use, but not exploit. He just wants to use it, and he 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 kind of sees something there, and so he ends up going to work for him. At the same time, and we're going to be all spoilers all the time. An opportunity is presented <clears throat> to Roman Jerry's Esquire that he takes after having almost like a an epiphany that his morals and his principles that he's always held have held him back. And he basically says that he's, he knows he's been held back and it's his choice to be held back and he's no longer going to be held back. So he uses information that he's got to collect a hundred thousand dollar reward and kind of changes his whole tact. Ian, what did you think to a movie that we didn't think actually existed? Yeah, you fucking WhatsApp me at 8.55 last night saying have fun, but it doesn't exist. You fucking sly dog. You saw it yesterday? Yeah. Fucking sly dog. Fantastic. Okay. Well, okay, I'm glad we're, I'm glad we're going to get to this then. Right. I really quite liked it. Um, yeah. I really quite liked it. I think it's a ve- it's a very kind of classic morality tale, which is not very fashionable in this day of this must be about every single film must be about something that is absolutely culturally relevant to absolutely everything today. Yeah, and we'll we'll come to a certain scene that I want to talk about. Oh my yeah. god, which I fucking like just I yeah. Yeah. I know yeah. the scene you're talking about and I was just like I am so glad Dan Gilroy has this particular opinion. I, I'm so glad he's got the balls to fucking voice it as yeah. well. And I wouldn't be surprised if that scene is why a lot of people are being fucking mingy about the film as well. Um, mm. Right. Yeah. 
classic it's a classic morality tale. I think Denzel Washington is real fucking good in this. Yep. Um I think it is a bit messy. Um and Colin Farrell's character in particular seems to turn on a dime at one point <laughs> and and then it's like you I, I for me i spent the second half of the film thinking right when's colin farrell gonna fuck him over yeah and then he yeah and then well, he I, I was i was the same but I, I i think that he's just i think his character's maybe just one of those guys that can that, that can that can spin yeah and I mean, he, I, it, the one time the one time he's an arsehole he apologizes for it and that's the and that's the and you're kind of thinking like right is he being like a snake oil salesman or something you know but, but no I don't think he is but no he's not that's the thing he's not and that's really interesting he's this fucking slick guy who's all up for like increasing charges and getting people to fucking like basically trying to get convince people to like spend more money and then there's that one scene where it's like but we're going to open a pro bono department and. And, it, and you're like you're thinking, right? Where is this going? Where is yeah. he trying to pin something on Roman or something? And then no, and like, and it just it's this it's this tale of this guy of this guy Roman J. Israel Esquire, who is a man out of time and out of place, mm-hmm. who by getting to know people around him, they see the good in him and become better people for it, but. The bad that has infected him, unfortunately, take like it, it makes him pay the price at the end. And I, like, I was really like quite. I, I was heartbroken at the end. But then that last scene of Colin Farrell going to the court with those papers, mm. and it just oh yeah, yeah. What? Does it, yeah, it's a it, it's a really cool shot. The the the, the closing. Credits. Oh, where it pulls back. Yeah the, yeah, the choice of music and everything like that, and I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll come to this in a minute because I, I want to bring somebody else into cool. this as well. Bring some, okay, interesting. So, yeah, I really liked Roman J as well, Esquire. I gave it a four out of five on Letterboxd. I'm tempted to go up to a four point five. I think it is being really harshly done by. I mean, distributors obviously got no faith in it because it did nothing in the US. There were five people in my screening yesterday. It's disappearing out of Cardiff after tonight as we record this. I am so glad I managed to get to see it. I'm glad to support it. And Denzel Washington has got absolutely zero chance. But the fact that it, this film got an Oscar nomination made me go see it. And it makes me think that maybe I should just take a chance on things more often. I really liked it. Yeah, I, I, what happened is I, I realised I'd not watched a trailer or anything for it. And I thought, Neither had I. Neither had I. I watched, yeah. I watched a trailer for it because I thought, right, I don't know anything about this other than it sounds a bit fucking dull. And I watched the trailer and was like, hang on a minute. It, it, it stars Denzel Washington and Denzel Washington, he does make mistakes occasionally, but it's very rare and he's always quite... Denzel Washington's a fucking charismatic guy, you know, and even in roles like this where he's not playing a charisma machine, he's a very watchable actor. Um, it was nice seeing Colin Farrell not being fat Colin Farrell. Um, or not even fat Colin Farrell, but mildly chubby Colin Farrell. Um, and then it was Dan Gilroy, and I thought, hang on a minute, I fucking really like Night, uh, Nightcrawler. Yeah. It was really fucking good. Not just not just good, 
it was really fucking good. He can't go off a cliff with this. And the trailer I watched that. That looked good. Why I why I go over this? I thought, fuck it, I'm I'm gonna go for it. I'm just gonna fucking take a punt. And if it turns out everyone else was right, then fucking what have I wasted? A little bit of fucking time. That's it. But at least I've given it a fucking go. Yeah, I I I, I really enjoyed it. Um yes. the it's the worst Denzel Washington's been in years. Fuck off. You know, it's mm. really, is it? Because I can throw a shitload of fucking Denzel Washington films where he wasn't great in them, and this this isn't one of them. You know, Eight years ago, he made the Book of Eli. That's not a great film. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get me wrong. I like it, but Safe House. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's it's good. It's a it's it's an enjoyable movie that that is very much. It's telling the story it wants to tell, and it's not going to get. It's not going to get embroiled. It, it's telling the story about a a black activist lawyer who has within his past that isn't over explained, but is quite clearly there that he was a strong political activist. Mm. It's not trying to tell you that fucking story though. It's Mm. not hitting you over the head with it. And the exchange he has where he's talking to the, the the activist group, Mm. the exchange he has with the girl is very much Dan Gilroy pointing at it, going, he's right, you're fucking wrong. Yeah. He, right, him being for another time, he's not wrong. He's right, you're the arsehole. It's just when he keeps repeating, um, it's polite. It's polite. It, it, it's chivalry. And it it's just, chivalry. I want it to and fucking it, stand up and just go, yes, and yes. Then, and, then, and then when he says, when she says, oh, have you ever, what is it? And, he, and she turns it on by saying, have you ever represented uh, someone in a domestic abuse thing. And he says, yeah, I have. And he says, oh, you defend that. And he says, well, you might, you know, you might want the Sixth Amendment at some point, which mm-hmm. is everybody is entitled to the best representation available to them. And they basically, oh, that's just lawyer speak. And it's like, no, if, if, you're going to, if you're going to believe in the law, you have to believe in all of it. Mm. Not the bits that fucking suit you, and that is his thing. That's the that's the thing about him. He will only do that, and he cracks because he has a moment, a fleeting moment of bang. And it, it, it is the everybody can crack. He doesn't then start going out and snorting coke off a hooker's ass. He just goes, "I've done all this, and what's it got me? I'm in a shitty apartment." where I have to make noise complaints all the time. I'm wearing all my old clothes and just nobody... It's basically, I don't want to be that bum that people thought were dead on the street. Yeah. Because I then got mugged and they, you know, they they took his fucking iPod. There's that. I don't know. It's made that. And it's just, he he cracks for a moment and everything goes, what is it? I, I think one of the things about it is because you said that not everything's perfect in it, and not everything is perfect in it that feels a little bit off is 
it's set in a three-week period, but it feels like it's over months. Yeah, it does. You're right. And that feels a bit, it feels a bit disjointed. Oh, that's right, because that. he said three Mondays ago, I didn't know either of you two. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That God, when yeah. He's right, when he's writing the thing, he, he, he mentions that it's been three weeks, and it, mm. it doesn't feel like three weeks. It feels like months. But I think maybe part of that is because the... Um, the architecture of cinema and the way these films usually work is you would see it over months, mm-hmm. whereas this is boiling it down to three weeks. It's, and like, it's, it's sorry, go on. It's good, good. Yeah, and I, and I, I think Washington's fantastic. I think Colin Farrell's character is great. The, the moment where he, he turns and he has a go, it's because he thinks, "Shit, this is going to cost me hundreds of thousands of dollars." And then once he's sorted it out and realizes it's not, he apologizes. Do you know what? That's how humans react. That's yeah. just how people react to things. That's how that's how how life works. You go fuck you, get the fuck out, and then you go, ah oh, shit, he didn't fucking mean it. He didn't fucking do it for that. And you calm down, and then you apologise. That's exactly it. And I mean, it just in, in terms of the he's right in like Dan Gilroy's perspective on this, the scene where he is basically breaking down begging for a job yeah with, with that group and then at the end like that guy's just like what a freak and then straight away she's just like you stand on his shoulders and it was just mm. fucking right you know and just it was because yeah, he's he, 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 he he's not like enough four break he's trying to just not yeah he's trying to keep it together yeah it, it, he really is he's a wonderful character um i'd be perfectly happy he's not going to win it but i'd be i'd be actually I'm looking now going, do you know what? And I haven't seen Darkest Hour and I will watch it. And I'm, but, but, uh, it might be more than this. So I'm saying it pre, what is it? But putting on a fat suit and playing a, a historical character isn't, isn't, shouldn't just automatically get you a fucking Oscar. Mm. No, no, you're right. Um, and it, it, it feels a little bit, it might not be, but it feels a little bit like they've gone, right, this is Gary Oldman's turn. And Denzel Washington's got two. Mm. So he's not going to get it, but it's a really good performance because you are watching it, and it, it, it makes you remember for Denzel Washington that he's not—he is a character actor that happens to occasionally be a movie star. It just—it makes you, it, yeah, no, absolutely, and it, it makes you think that maybe the fact that he got this Oscar nomination that seems to come from nowhere, maybe it was that people had it on their screener piles and they watched it. It was like, do you know what? He was really fucking good in that. Mm. You know, and it, it just, it's... Would Roman J. Esquire look out of place on that list of Best Picture nominations? No, I, it, no that's the thing. It, it, but in a way it would, because, like I say, it feels... It it, it feels like a, 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 like a classic well, just, wait, no, this, this what film. This is what I, I thought. When, you had, when they had that shot at the end, and it's pulling out, and you've got... You've got that soundtrack going out, and you've got a shot pulling back. And then the shot is it's it, it's basically as um, Robert Jones Blasco has been preparing this legal challenge um, to challenge plea bargaining for years, and he's got all this thing. And Colin Farrell's character is basically submitting it, and he's putting it there. And then the woman's going through it all and stamping each bit, and Colin Farrell's just stood there. And we get a shot coming out from the back as the credits are coming up on there. And you've got um, a fucking really, you've got a 70s soul record playing at the same time. And it, it just, it, I can't remember what the record is, uh, but it, it's a really fantastic shot. And when you couple that with Nightcrawler, you're looking at it going, 
fucking hell, you've got Dan Gilroy giving us these wonderful, with this and, um, and Nightcrawler, he's giving us these wonderful films that hark back to the 70s, you know, American film explosion of people like De Palma and Coppola and Scorsese and people like, you know, people like that. And then you've got the other side of it. You've got Craig Zeller giving us the fucking gnarly side of the 70s. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's like these are the people that grew up, the filmmakers that grew up, and not Dan Gilroy to an extent, because Dan Gilroy is, what, 50, in his mid-50s? Yeah, sure. But these are people who clearly looked at, um, maybe not Dan Gilroy to an extent, but like Craig Zeller, they, 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 they came through um, the, the new... Um, autoral explosion in the 90s you know where you had people like Paul Thomas Anderson came out and uh, Tarantino came out and you know, there was a lot of other ones that kind of came out at that that point Anthony Mingella and people like that and they were going well I, no we're influenced by these fucking guys from the 70s the Peter Bogdanovich's and the Scorsese's and people like that yeah. and they've gone back and watched that and gone hang on a minute that's fucking really fucking cool well how can I do both of this and you get in movies like this and because of the hyper-politicised climate that we're living in film, they're kind of getting shunted to a side and forgotten about. And it, 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 Roman J. Lesway is going to be a film in, a, in five years' time that people are going to watch and go, fuck, why didn't I watch that at the time? Yeah, I, I, I genuinely think that as well. It's one that's been buried by films that feel like they have to be seen and people are screaming in your face this has to be watched right now and a film that is ever so slightly shabby but has a really interesting plot to it that isn't connected to today necessarily in a, well in some ways it is just gets shunted aside and just the, the Colin Farrell character again just it's he's three-dimensional you know it's like and just the fact that you can be successful you can have the slick suit you can have the fast car you can earn all the money and charge people loads but also have a moral side and be you know what yeah all right then let's take on some pro bono cases and do it because it just makes you feel better inside you know that i mean yeah. That 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 is I I think that's a side that's a character that people don't want to admit that they want to be. It's like people who are like, you know, it's all about the other people and whatnot. Yeah, all right then, but you still fucking own fast cars and big houses and all that. I mean, like, insert name of big important activist actor now, male or female, you know. Yes, you're fucking crowing about all these causes and whatnot, but why not be like Henry Cavill and also admit that you like this shit? Yep. You could be three dimensional. You could. It's a capitalist society. It is what I'm sorry. It is what it is. You know yep. me. I like my fucking Tom Ford. I wear Tom Ford shit. You know, which I bought off eBay. To be fair. But I wear Tom Ford shit because it makes me feel good about how I present myself. I also run an electric car because I don't want to fucking buy petrol. I can be both. Yep. You know what I mean? It just, like, people can be both. It's fine. It's, and as well, you've you've got to kind of look at it and go, we actually have to exist in the world. 
We actually do not exist, not just be part of it. We have to actually contribute within the world. Mm. It's not that easy sometimes to do it and have your complete moralistic view and, and do that. I work for a, a don't wrong, my company is a good company, but they're a, they're a minimum wage paying company because they're a retailer. Mm. I don't agree with minimum wage. I don't agree with zero-hour contracts on a personal level, but my company has them, and I can see all of the reasons why my company has them. I'm not going to quit my fucking job because of it, because it'd be fucking stupid. That, 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 but, that, yeah. But, I, but, but if, I, if I started bitching and moaning about, what is it, about, about zero-hour contracts, things like that, people would point a finger at me and go, well, you work for a company that gives them. It's like, yeah, I, I fucking do. I can do both of them. Colin Farrell's character's reaction when he sees that car following him and he knows what's about to happen yeah. and he starts running, that is fantastic. And it's a really well done shot of the fact that you don't see him. It, it, you just see Colin Farrell's legs. Oh, dude, and I tell you what as well, man. He fucking answers that phone and he's just like, of course I remember you. That's why I wrote my number on the card. And then yep. the bang. Fucking- and he's, he's, yeah. I genuinely almost started crying. I, I was, I was a little bit, I was emotional by that. It, it's a, it's a really good film. It's a it's really, a really good, good film. film. I'm, I'm very, I'm really, oh, really fuck. glad I watched it. Like, Mark, fucking seriously, man. Good fucking work. Like, you, you surprised the shit out of me there, and <laughs> it's that was wonderful. Like, fucking <laughs> ace. Fucking brilliant. I'm glad you enjoyed it, man. Like, it just... Fuck, I kind of want to watch it again tonight. Like, it's, it's, it's good. It's a fucking good film. Yeah, I, I, I really do. I, I will be looking forward to rewatching it when it comes out. Fucking, on a, I... on a day one iTunes on that motherfucker, I'm really looking forward to it. Yep. Um, right, so yeah, I'm definitely not shit. Definitely, definitely fucking not shit. definitely not shit. Yeah, it's it, it it it. What I'd say to people is, whatever you've heard, ignore it and watch the fucking trailer. Fucking, I didn't even see the trailer. Mm. I knew he was a lawyer. Well, this is it. Listen, listen to this, right? Definitely not shit. Zero percent. Okay, great. Touching cloth, fourteen percent. Okay. Shit, forty-three percent. Oh, seriously, Mark, what a treat, man! It feels like it's my fucking birthday or something. That was wonderful. <laughs> good, good. That, that was right. wonderful. Anyway. Uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Oh, let's do it. Um, also, was originally known as the God Particle. It is the third, and I'm doing bunny ears, installment of the mm. Cloverfield thing, universe, whatever it is now that we're calling it. Mm. Um, this one actually has something to do with Cloverfield rather than just a fucking road sign and a poster. Mm. Um, directed by um, Julius Onar. I say that, yeah, go with that. Stars Daniel Brühl, uh, Elizabeth Debnicki, uh, Askel Henny, uh, Gugu Mabatha Raw, Chris O'Dowd, John Ortiz, David O'Hellier, and Zhang Zi. Uh, what's it about, Ian? David <laughs> O'Hellier. Um... <laughs> right, okay, so uh, the Cloverfield Paradox. Um, what's it about? Uh, it's a space station and uh, energy on Earth is running low. So 
There's people up on a space station, uh, basically with a mini Hadron Collider, trying to discover the key to free energy. Um, when uh, one of their things goes wrong, after Donald Logue has done a cameo saying, yeah, I reckon if they fucking run that thing, it's going to basically... Yeah, Have you seen the film Cloverfield? Yeah, that's going to happen. Um, and then they run it, and then they've lost Earth. Earth has disappeared. Mm. Um and then some weird shit starts happening. And then it gets interesting. And then it doesn't. Um, yeah. That's about it, isn't it? Yeah. Chris O'Dowd shouts at his arm. Chris O'Dowd shouts at his arm. And Gugu and Baffa Raw stole energy and killed her kids. Yeah. Cloverfield Paradox. Right, okay. Um, to be honest, I like it less the more I think about it. Um... I gave it a three out of five on Letterboxd after watching it on Monday night, and I actually think that was kind. Um, I've listened to a couple of reviews since then, and yeah, it's pretty fucking ropey. Um, I I think the cast is good, to an extent. I think some of the ideas in it are interesting. I think that when it's a bit batshit in the middle third, it's quite fun, because it is genuinely what the fuck's going to happen next. Um, but it does also feel like a big publicity stunt. But, fair play, I'm glad I watched it on Netflix on my TV and didn't bother going out to the cinema to see it. Mark? Yeah, I was was really hoping to like it. Um, I'm not one of those people who was a bit shitty about it, but I I did think it was a bit shitty. Like you say, the, um, the cast in it, I think, are all fine. You know, I think they're all quite entertaining. Um, I think the the story has good ideas. Uh, there's a few where it's a bit like that little bit, that little bit racist, just making him the sneaky German who's obviously out to get everybody because he's German, and they're obviously going to start a war because it's Germany. Feel a little bit like that was a bit mean to Daniel Brühl. <laughs> I thought the angry Russian was a bit. Yeah, the okay, angry Russian was a little bit like Russian, that. So he's angry. Great, fine. Um, um, the uh, I got sick of um, the, the fucking oh god, the husband, the husband and wife thing of that, and them constantly all all that man did was look at his phone or look at his computer screen. That's all he did all I, of the time. I I like the fact that literally there's 15, 20 minutes of this film that is him and that little girl, and the only mm. reason why they are there is so he could go at the end, no, don't send them back. That's all he's fucking there for. Yeah. Uh, that felt a little bit, what is it? Um, there's some good ideas. I just... It, it feels a little bit like a film that got away from a director. Yeah, I mean, it's... You know, I don't think... It's passable at best. Yeah, I mean... Direction-wise. We're not going to find out for years, like, what the fucking actual origins of this were... Uh, but, you know, whether it was always intended to be a Cloverfield, like, tie-in kind of thing. Um, but it just, it's a shoddily made film. It's, mm. like, that that kind of opening where it starts off on Earth, and then it's the credits, and it's just like a kind of a montage in the credits. And then there's loads of scenes of, like, the camera going down the corridors in the spaceship while people are kind of having exchanges of dialogue over it. And it's just like, are you fucking papering over some cracks or something? What is going on here? Yeah. Um, and it, it's just, it, 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 
It is a fart in a fucking elevator, this film. It, it's, it, it, do you know what? Life's a better movie. Life is, that. life is definitely a better movie, but that, there were moments that I, I was having fun with it. That's, that's, I, I was that's having fun thing. up until about halfway through. It, yeah, it, just, it, just, it kind of just goes off a bit of a Her argument for why she should go back, it's like, they're not your kids, dumbass. There's another mum. Don't you think they're going to turn up and just make it fucking weird for those kids? No, and that's the bit. And the Bicky, you see where she's fucking coming from. Yeah. Like, this is my reality. I'm trying to save my reality. I recognise who you people are, but you're not actually my people. Oh, and, and by the way, just on Roman J. Israel Esquire, just because I just thought of it, the moment where he's eating the turkey bacon glazed donuts and then yes. he's in the, in the sea, like one of the most joyous sequences of the year. Anyway. Yeah. Um, yes, it is, yeah. Uh, just wonderful. Um, <laughs> him, him, him running away from those waves oh, <laughs> and then like, going, no, wait a minute, fuck it. I'm going to go in. Yeah. No, just the fact that, like you said, he's not snorting cocaine. What does he do? He goes to, and he, just the fact he mentions it earlier on that he does it. He goes to Santa Monica. He has one of those, he has three of those fucking donuts. Let's, them keep, the, let's them keep the change from $100 because he's just really happy to have the fucking donuts. And then goes in the sea. You know, like, fuck, man. That is, that, 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 that's just a sweet life. Good for him. Yep. Anyway, oh, God, that fucking film's great. Cloverfield Paradox isn't. Um, so. It's not. It, it, yeah, I don't know. It just it's it's weird that this cost forty five million dollars. Um, yep. Even though I will say the Magna Putty death, I thought was quite a good visual. You know, yep. you've, you've never seen Magna Putty stretching out at someone to kill them before. Um, yeah, but it just it didn't really make any sense. It's like, no, that, that, yeah, my most the bit that stands out most for me is Chris O'Dowd shouting at his arm. What are you talking about? What are you arm? talking about, Arm? Becky stopped it. Maybe Be- Be- Becky stopped that moment because she was laughing too much and then picked up the Apple TV remote and went, Siri, go back 10 seconds. Yeah, good. <laughs> and watched it again and then laughed again and then had to take a toilet break because she was laughing too much. That's very good. That's very good. No, it just, it's. It, yeah, like you said, it feels like a film that just got away from them. And, you know, yep. I don't think any of the. Any, you know, none of the cast are going to be like hurt by the film because it just it feels like it basically feels like a big ad for Netflix. Yep. And I mean, you know, you know, in the end of the day, Paramount have apparently made money off of this sale to Netflix, and the film was budgeted at forty-five million dollars. They've obviously spent nothing on the promotion. Yeah. You know, so end of the day, Netflix give them like fifty million dollars. They make five million off of it. What did Netflix get? They get a lot of people intrigued by the Cloverfield Paradox. Maybe someone who's lapsed, uh, lapsed the subscription, they'll resubscribe for a month. Yeah. You know, maybe they'll get them in for, for a longer haul. You know, Bright, Bright got people... Bright, before, in November, they were saying that Netflix subscriptions are plateaued. They weren't going down. But they weren't attracting as many new members as they had, mm. uh, and that includes people who were returning members. And they basically said, "Bright might not, might not just been bright, but it did go up in December and January." And they basically come out and said, "You might have got, you know, what is it? Might have made um, Star Wars might have made one point two billion, but we think more people watched Bright." 
Yeah, no, no, I mean, that's exactly it's it. The most, they, they said it was probably the most watched, officially can be tracked, watched movie. One of the worst watched movies ever made. There you go. It, it's insane. Like, that had 85 million views in its first month. Mm. That's insane. Uh, but I mean, it, it, I don't know. It's just it's it's the way of the world. And the thing is, I mean, it, it in the first couple of days like, after this one came out, it, it like people complaining about Netflix and whatnot. And it's just like it. No, at the end of the day, Paramount sold a film that they knew was not was going to, you know, would maybe make its budget back, but maybe not. You know, yeah. like if they release it in a traditional window where there's like normal reviews and whatnot, it would probably die a death because it's not very good, and then it would be done. You know, in you know, Paramount aren't going to do this with every film. Not Marvel aren't going to sell their fucking like films to Netflix. You know, if if a a twenty four or um, Annapurna Pictures, they're not going to sell their shit to Netflix. They are going to try for a theatrical distribution. You know, it, 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 this isn't the way of things. It's a yeah. unique situation. It's like Annihilation. Paramount, because Paramount had a change of, of like, the, the chairman of Paramount changed. And apparently, he basically looked at all their products and he made some decisions. And one of the decisions was Annihilation, Worldwide Rights to Netflix, Cloverfield Paradox, yep, sell it to Netflix, it's fine. You know, and... Apparently, the very early word on Annihilation that I've literally seen today is that it is a head fuck and is good, but it's probably not for a mainstream audience. Yeah, Annihilation probably cost Paramount a fair bit of money, and after the year they had last year, I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix said, yeah, right, then we'll take it off you for X amount of money. We'll have a prestige film. And yeah. Paramount were like, cool, we'll just, we need a short... We need a safe bet with money. Alex Garland is apparently not happy about it. I bet he's fucking not. You know, it's like, it's his second directed film, first with a major, major studio, and it goes direct to Netflix. I bet he's not happy. But more people are going to watch Annihilation in its first weekend than have probably watched X Machina total. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's it. It's going to get seen. That's the thing. I mean, first weekend on Netflix, sorry. But yeah. So that's Mute. More people are going to watch Mute in probably its first day than have watched the moon. And that's it. And that's what, that's what Duncan Jones said. Duncan Jones said, I don't care. I, I, I care more about, about people seeing it than how they see it. There you go. You know, and it's Mute. And he, he said, you know, he, he said, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, and the weird thing was, he said, "I'm not Martin Scorsese. I'd like for there be um, for there be screenings of it at some point, but I can't tell people to do that. I'm not Martin Scorsese, which makes you think a little bit like Scorsese's gone. I'll make this movie. We'll do this movie. I want it in cinemas now. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, I think and, and that, that might that. be yeah, and that might be the one where they go. Do you know what? This is this." It, with this type of movie, and it might not be mutants like that, what we're going to do is, for one weekend only, bang, there it is. It's out, and it's playing in a cinema in New York or LA for two weeks so it can qualify for awards. There you go. Yeah, no, no, I mean, well, the thing is, I mean, they don't have to do that. Like, Mudbound 
actually did Mudbound. Mudbound. I think Mudbound played, but it it, it was it on Netflix at the same time. I think yeah, he did that because it, it, it has to, to play so many times. It's for so it's long. It's NY, and it's five. I think it's five screens in both New York and Los Angeles for two weeks. That's it. So that that's it's what something like that. Yeah. So I mean, but that, that 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 yeah. So that's it. But you know, mute. It's not going to be. It's not going to be a treadmill watch. It's not going to be a train watch. It's going to be the Friday it comes out. Lottie's gone to bed. Yeah, I am watching that motherfucker in 4K. Frankly, probably in a better in a better fucking package than I will watch it in the cinema, because it would probably be a 2K DI in the cinema, and on Netflix it will actually probably be from a 4K DI. Netflix actually have minimum for their Netflix originals now. They have minimum standards of the camera equipment that can be used. You know, so that they can actually legit put shit in 4K. Most fucking UHD discs aren't true 4K. Yeah. You know, so th- just just saying. So uh, I may be getting in the weeds a little bit here. But anyway, the Cloverfield Paradox is not, not, it's not great. No, it's not. It, it, it's just not. Uh, I, w- I, I wish I wish I'd enjoyed it more. I really, I really do because I'm not not like I don't like shit on movies. Um, um, we'll see what happens with Cloverfield Four. Apparently, that's out later this year. So I'm, I'm a little bit. I, I I was always a little, already a little bit pissed off with the fact that Cloverfield Lane wasn't a Cloverfield movie. It was a movie, another movie that I think would have been just as good a movie without tacking a road sign onto it. Um, and also, to be fair. It, yes, the, the the events at the end of Ted Cloverfield Lane do kind of make sense there. But now Cloverfield, right? So it's called Cloverfield Station. So then the the the, the, the footage you're watching in mm. the first film is called Cloverfield, and that makes sense because yep. it's as a result of Cloverfield Station. So Ted Cloverfield Lane, right? That's just mm. the street name. Yeah, it's kind of broken that a little bit now. That's a little bit, hasn't it? You know. So yeah, there we go. Touching cloth. Uh, I am definitely I'm shit. You're, you're definitely yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm, I'm shit. Uh, I, I, again, I, I wish I wasn't, but I just I, I thought it was just a bit crap, really, to be honest. Uh, audience view definitely not shit. Fifteen percent. Touching cloth eight percent. Shit sixty two percent. And geostorm fifteen percent. Okay, fair enough. I, I can uh, see. I can see a geostorm. I can see a geostorm. Yeah. People got that with that. Right. Phantom Thread. I think this is the third Paul Thomas Anderson movie we've covered on the podcast. You're correct. Um, the Master, I think, was like literally episode two. It was. Yeah, it was very mm. early. We, 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 I, I need to rewatch The Master because I was, I, I was disappointed. But I think it's a better film than I remember it being. I just remember being a little bit disappointed. I think I need a little bit of going back to that. I um, watched it once, liked it more, but still wasn't in love. Right, yeah. I think I'm going to rewatch it in the next couple of weeks. Nice. Uh, so yes, so Paul Thomas Anderson, Paul Thomas Anderson um, writes, directs, and is the cinematographer for the first time. Him, uh, him and the camera operators, apparently. Yes. There is no uh, yeah. credited cinematographer. Uh, no, there isn't, no. Um, so no Robert Elwes, uh, like he, he, he usually uses master. Well, um, no, he was doing Roman James Esquire. He well, was doing Roman Esquire. Esquire. And it's a very good-looking movie. It is. It's a very good-looking... I think Robert Elwes is one of those... Um, there's a couple of them, uh, cinematographers, that just don't get mentioned um, quite enough 
uh, around sort of like when we're talking about like the, the big sort of cinematographers, it tends to be certain names tend to come up. And, and him and uh, Robert Richardson are the two who I don't think get mentioned enough. That's a good, yeah. No one talks about Robert Richardson and look at some of the fucking movies he's shot. Mm. He's fucking Scorsese and Tarantino's DOP. Yeah. And, and, and people don't talk about him ever. Mm. Have you ever seen a picture of that man? He's a cool-looking man. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, have a look. Just, yeah, I'm going to do it go now. To his, go to his IMDB picture. Okay. This is, this is dead air. This is terrible for what is it. But I will, right, so, mm-hmm. Phantom Thread. Um, yes. Mm-hmm. Stars, uh, Daniel Day-Lewis. Uh, oh, Day-Lewis. shit. Look at that guy. He's a cool-looking motherfucker, and he's, he's a just, silver fox. He is a silver... Oh, God, that's some long hair. Good on him. Sorry, Yes, uh, Vicky Kreps is oh, also in yeah. there, and it's, there's a lot of kind of, like, character actors uh, around this movie. Um, yes, Phantom Thread, what's it about? It's set in 50s London. Um, Daniel Day-Lewis plays Reynolds Woodcock, uh, who is the... Uh, he's the chief designer and owner of a, the House of Woodcock, a fashion house who design clothes for very very wealthy people and um, dignitaries and things like that uh he is has eccentricities but not overtly flash eccentricities or anything like that he's just a very particular man uh he also has a sister who it's clear is very dear to him and very close to him and kind of takes care of his um affectations I suppose we've better than eccentricities um, yeah. he falls for Alma who he meets when he's out in the country at his country retreat she's a waitress who serves him breakfast and he falls for her instantly and they become embroiled in a relationship where he brings her into his life but it's not like that it's quite hard to explain um, Ian Phantom Thread it, it, it's not what the trailer suggests, is it? Yeah, no, it's... um. So I... Can, okay, can, can, can I just put something else out there? Yes. Um, Johnny Greenwood does the music. The music might as well be credited as a character. Yeah, that score's fucking impressive. It's very good. It's a real good score. Um, yeah, so I... I enjoyed the destination of Phantom Fred. I think it's going to take me another watch to kind of get fully comfortable with the journey. Uh, no, sorry. I enjoyed the journey. I think I need another watch to settle with the destination. Um, really interesting film. I really mm. liked it. It's a de- I mean, it's a definitely, definitely not shit. And it's really funny. Um, yeah, and it's obviously made by someone who fucking loves cinema and I really really liked Daniel Day-Lewis I thought Vicky Kreps was great I thought Leslie Manville was fantastic mm. all the supporting cast I thought were really good as well actually just even like the head seamstresses and stuff they just really like that. the one thing where the one where the one comes in and says like he's collapsed well who's collapsed mr woodcock what, what what do you mean he's collapsed on the floor and there's stains all over and you know just uh, 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 i don't know it, it, it was 
uh, very uh, like tight and precise and English. Um, and, <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah, that's yeah. a very good. And it, usually stuff like that is like nails down a chalkboard to me. But it, yeah, it's just that outsider perspective on it all, the slight offness of it. I thought really worked. Um, yeah, it, it's. I can see. I I, I can see why it's maybe not gotten critics shouting from the rooftops, but has got a lot of Oscar nominations because people in the industry appreciate what's going on in the film. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I really, I really liked it. I'm just not, I, it's just I rewatched Inherent Vice and I felt exactly the same with that first time round. It was like I really like that. I'm not quite there with it. And then I rewatched it again last week and it was like Inherent Vice is fucking amazing. It was my film of the year that, that year. Yeah, I, I remember. Adore Inherent I, Vice. I remember and I remember at the time thinking like fair, fair fucking play. I'm not there. And with Phantom Fred, I'm kind of, I'm kind of the same there. Where it's like. I think I need another crack at it, but I'm not for one second going to say it's a bad film because it's not. It's really fucking good. Mark? It's... It's a fascinating film to watch um, at the time while you're watching it. And it's also quite fascinating to, 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 to rethink about it um, and to think about what, what happens in it. But, well, by the way, I mean, fascinating is one of the reasons, and I'm going to brush, draw a strange comparison here. Um, one of the reasons why I, I love watching uh, Michael Mann films is Michael Mann has an obsession uh, with showing characters and predominantly male characters doing things, doing their jobs really, really well. Doing things really, really well. Mm. Um, and he gets into the meticulous nature of that. I think one of the best scenes in this movie, and it's a, it, it, it's a film of fantastic scenes, it almost, with the fact that the score, the reason why I mentioned Johnny Greenwood in it, is the, the, the score throughout it is consistent. It is pretty much always there especially for the first i would say 70 minutes there's not a point where the score isn't there and doesn't um, exist within the movie we have some breaking news what i'm ever so sorry so the joker film that todd phillips is supposed to be doing yeah joaquin phoenix as the joker apparently Oh, that's very fucking interesting. And set in the 80s. <sighs> oh, yes. I will say yes to all that. Um, sources at Variety are saying that he's maybe already signed on, but Warner Brothers have not yet confirmed. The film will explore the character's time in Gotham as he becomes a supervillain. It will be produced by Scorsese. That's fucking hell. That that's so fucking weird. But I am so looking forward to that. Good on him. Good on. Good on DC for taking these kind of risks of of going outside the outside the universe to try to create. 
I just thought that would be your bag, so I thought I'd uh, just yes, bring that that's on. Really good casting. Joaquin Phoenix is the Joker. That is fucking. If, if that's a standalone one movie uh, and it's it, just a crime movie, uh, an eighties uh, crime movie, they're saying yes. it's going to be just like a gritty crime drama. Yeah, Go on definitely. then. Yeah, brilliant. Just anyway. do that. Just do that every so often with these yeah. characters. Don't anyway. fuck around. Sorry. Uh, so yeah. So um, yeah. I think one of the best scenes in, in, in the movie is. Uh, when he first takes Al back to the, uh, what is it? And he, he's basically fitting her for a dress, and he 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 puts the um, the um, dressmaker smock on her, and he's he's pinning it back and saying, "I think we might need to pinch this a little bit here and anything like that." And then he wanders off and gets the the fabrics, and he stood there just going like that. And you're watching it, and I'm just watching it going, "This this is a guy." fitting somebody for a dress it is fascinating oh dude his fingernails yeah and like oh just the fuck it oh my god like it it, just, i, I yeah. could have watched that scene for another, for another hour uh. of just him doing that and it was it's it's nowhere near as sinister as you would imagine the movie's about to become mm-hmm. it's it is quite funny and he's quite a He's an affable character. He's a prick, but I don't think he's ever pretending he's not a prick. I don't even think he's ever pretending he's not a prick. Um, he's he's very much a man within his world, you know. And again, linking it to Roman J. Israel Esquire, um, it's a film where the director knows what human behaviour is actually like, yeah, and isn't afraid to show it on screen. And that, that that's it. It's he, he's Daniel Delewis is very good, but Daniel Delewis is always very good. But he's there's a playfulness back to it. It is staggering when you think about it that that this guy, this this actor is the same guy in There Will Be Blood, who is the same guy who played Lincoln, who is the same guy who was in Gangs of New York. <laughs> it's Gangs of New York to this that weirds me out the most. It <laughs> just is. Gangs of New York, Gangs of New York is, is, is very much not a perfect movie. It very much is not a perfect movie. His performance in it, though, is fucking incredible. That is a force of nature performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this, it's... From the, from the first shot, you go... Because this is very different to Inherent Vice. But it's in a lot of ways, in terms of um, period and everything, it, it's closer to um, the master. And inherent vice has very much leanings towards boogie nights. So there is connecting tissue in these movies. Mm. But you wouldn't think that the guy who made inherent vice would be making Phantom Thread. Mm. But then, within seconds of that first shot, I was going. Oh yeah, I'm watching a Paul Thomas Anderson movie. Straight away, it was that. It, there's just something about that close-up and all of this, and it's. I, I read. I cannot remember. I really wish I could remember where I read it. I read a piece criticizing Paul Thomas Anderson about his uh, the way he writes female characters, and I thought I read it, and it was basically saying that all his female characters um, are are flawed. And it was it was a criticism of that, and I thought, 
That's bullshit. Mm. Complete fucking bullshit. Every single character in every single Paul Thomas Anderson movie is flawed. Yeah, Dirk Diggler, he's fucking flawless. There's nothing wrong with that guy. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. He's just got a big dick and he loves cocaine. There yeah. we go. Yeah. Um, you know, what a fucking life. Mm. Every character <laughs> is flawed. So, essentially, every fucking body is flawed. And do you know what? Everybody in the world is flawed. And that's the point. So it's not that he doesn't write strong female characters because he does. Look at Amy Adams in the fucking master. Mm. She's the master. Yeah. Um, you know, you can take this here. Who is the strongest character in this movie? She's called Cyril. She's the strongest character. The fact that she fucking shoots him down and basically says to him at one point when he tries to bully her, and not even bully, but tries to get pissy with her and says, don't you try and go through me because I will destroy you. Mm. And he basically looks at her and goes, yeah, yeah all right, then. she will. I will. I will. That's the one I will take on. And I mean, I don't know. I mean, shit, man. I mean, the fact that basically in order to be able to fulfill himself creatively in life, he's got to have a woman fucking poison him. Yep. You know, it's... and, he, and, he, and, he, and he, he seems to like it. Yeah, that, that's the thing. He completely like that scene what? towards the end where like she's cooking him that stuff and he's looking at her. Yeah, and it's like what is like is going he's going through his mind. It. He, he's chewing it and yeah. you're thinking you're thinking is he about to spit it out on the plate and start saying to her do you think I don't know do you think I'm as stupid as you or anything like that and he doesn't he swallows it and he basically in swallowing it he's saying to her is this what you want let's fucking do it yeah I mean it's it's Gone Girl in 1950s London yep like, but like the uh, it almost like she revealed her tendencies in the early stages of their relationship or something. Yeah. It's fucking in 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 Gone Girl. I, I, if if it wasn't such an offensive line, the best line in Gone Girl is the "Yeah, well, I'm the cunt you love." Yeah. And if I didn't, if I didn't get the word "cunt," I would have that tattooed on me somewhere. Nice. <laughs> Because it's such a fucking cutting line, but yeah, you are absolutely right. I didn't think about that, but it is—it's that, and mm. it's. But before that, you've got all of this, um, this richness and this opulence running through it. That's fascinating to watch because it's playful and it's jovial and it's 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 fun. And it's it's looking at the ridiculousness of it. It's the her getting pissed off that that woman got shit faced in his dress. And he's disrespecting oh, his work and his passion. Amazing. And then when he goes, the brilliant bit, the brilliant bit, and the bit that's the, the, the reason why Daniel Day-Lewis is who he is, is the bit where he stood in that doorway with his arm over, seething as she's gone to get the dress off. And the, that, the, nephew, the, the son comes out and he goes, oh, hello, Mr. Woodcock. And he goes, evening, Cam. Yeah. And then the guy just fucks up. <laughs> and it's, it's brilliant it's brilliantly get me the fucking dress it's the first time a a proper swear word is used mm. in the movie as well it's the first time he snaps and he's not a pass there is so much passive aggressive essentially violence in this movie mm. <laughs> The, the, the weird thing is Cyril's relationship to Alma is fantastic. The fact that she says that, that you, you, th you think that Alma thinks that she doesn't like her, and she says, 
will you sort this out? Either, either give what she wants, or let me get rid of her because I, I'm actually quite fond of her. Yeah, and, and, and he's fond of her. He likes the fact that she challenges him. That's no. what he wants. That's why he gets bored of all the rest of them. I mean, that's the thing. That's why he he starts getting bored of her, isn't it? Because she just go. She always almost becomes like fucking submissive or something. And it's only mm-hmm. when she actually starts to take charge and whatnot that it it does become exciting. And it, it, it yeah, I don't know. It's um, yeah, it's that's a fucked up relationship. Fair play. It is. It's a, it's it's it is a, a hell of a film, and it's a, it's a hell of a watchable film. Mm. It really hurtles by. Um, I think I told you to fuck off, didn't I? Oh, to the doctor. <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah. And the fucking, the fucking chic. No, yeah. I, oh, I, I, I love that because I hate that word. Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck about her fucking feelings. Yeah, yeah. It's such a dick. It's just like the, the, uh, is- the shit. Like, oh god, what is it? I'm, I'm. I'm trying to imagine how I can express so much chivalry, and like when he's eating the asparagus. Yeah. He's just a fucking twat. Like, yeah, he is, he's, he's a prick. The thing is, every every bit of of emotion that that, that they're conveying, that the puzzle center is trying to convey within that movie, you can see visually. Mm. You can see visually. So when he's looking at it, you're looking at it, and and. Asparagus, the way that that's been cut and it's got butter and it's like that, I like it. But, but the way that he shows it on the plate, you look at it going, I don't like the look of it. Yeah, yeah. I know I like that, but I don't like the look of it. The fact that uh, another great shot is when he's um, talking to the, the um, Belgian um, princess mm. and it, she's there and you see um, Alma looking at her and you're thinking... It's not a gratuitous shot of of, of the princess. Mm. It's not a gratuitous shot, but you are looking at it from her eyes and going, "Do you know what? You should be fucking threatened by that because, damn." Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it's not in a it's not in a leering way. It's just showing. Look at he's already told you, and Cyril's told you that you're perfect. Yeah, and then Cyril does it in a, in a the passive aggressiveness of that. You're perfect. And she goes, really? Yeah, he likes a bit of a belly. <laughs> and it's like, fucking hell. But even her writing down the numbers is, it, it just shows you how good a filmmaker Paul oh. Thomas Anderson is, that he the, can make writing down numbers fascinating. The way she comes in inv- and invades that space, and yet they, oh, they both make it seem perfectly normal. Yeah. And, it, and yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's, yeah, it's fantastic. It's virtually a fucking horror movie at that point. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it's gone from being a playful love story. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, quite. Uh, it, 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 it's, it's a very good movie. It's a very good film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, audience thing was Phantom Thread, definitely not shit, 62%. Mm-hmm. Touching Cloth, 23%. Mm-hmm. Shit, 8%. And Geostorm, 7%. Geostorm's interesting. I, I know Dan has probably gone for Touching Cloth because of the, well, Phantom Fred. Phantom Fred, bravo. Well done, Dan. Magnificent bastard, well done. yes. Uh, Ian, uh, what have you been watching this week? Right, cool. Um, I'll, I'll I'll do a bit of a lightning round because of the delightful surprise earlier on. So yeah, I'll, uh, I, um, I, I, I'll, I'll speed round mine as well. Cool. Um, so, key. 
so I already mentioned in her voice. Uh, I've actually, uh, yeah, I've only got a few because um, one of them was going to be Roman Joe's Israel. So, right. Tad, the Lost Explorer and the Secret of King Midas. Um, so this is a kids film which had previews in cinemas this past weekend, comes out properly this weekend, but I say properly, I think it's like one or two showings a day. It's a sequel to a Spanish film from 2012. The trailer does not fucking indicate that whatsoever. So I walked into it and then they're introducing these characters and it's like, who the fuck are you? And then there are flashbacks. It's like, it's like, how did you get here? Well, after I uh, found the blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's Tad the Explorer is on prime. Is it really? Yeah. Is it really? Oh shit. Okay. I might have to show that to lots tomorrow then. Right. Basically it's a Indiana Jones for three year, year olds. And it's quite fun. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. It, it's like, I didn't hate it to be honest. It, um, Basically, God, what's the story? It's it's had. He's met this explorer girl who they've obviously had a bit of a thing, and he's a. Bit <laughs> oh, sorry, no, a, it's available at a rent on Prime for three forty nine. Not uh, available. Well, I'm not doing that. Um. Anyway, actually, I might because she did like it. Anyway, so yeah. Um. He knows this famous archaeologist girl, and she, he's got a thing for her, and she's looking forward to seeing him. And she's got this thing that she's this show that she's presenting, and this mummy bursts into Tad's house, and they obviously had a buddy relationship in the first one. Um, and he's a bit, he's like a camp money mummy, and he cross dresses, which is a bit weird, but Lottie found it hilarious, um, and. Uh, she gets uh, the the woman gets kidnapped and they have to go and save her and it, it, so yeah it, it's it's Indiana Jones but for kids and it's fun and Lottie was really into it that kid is an empathetic little one because she cries at things quite a lot when it's sad and it was sad towards the end and then everything was fine and you know it was fun like it's like eighty minutes long and it got in it got out if you've got kids. And it's on, and you're looking for something to do. You you won't hate it. So there you go. Right. Um, okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here we go then. So uh, Poseidon. <laughs> so um, yeah, I hadn't, I hadn't seen this the uh, the Wolf the Wolfgang Peterson film. Um, yeah. It's on Amazon Prime. It's fucking grim. It's like it's grim. Like, it really is weirdly, weirdly grim. Um, like there's dead bodies all over the place, quite a lot in this film. And when the deaths come, they're nasty. Yeah, fucking the the, the Kurt Russell drowning one is it, it's intense. Like yeah. I I've never seen a drowning like that. Just the fact that he's gulping in that fucking water. Yep. Like I don't know how they did that because. It looks like he's in that fucking water gulping in a buckload of water. Yep. Like, I... Like, seriously, they must have just, like, given him a load of oxygen, pulled it off him, got him to gollop down some water, called cut, and, like, brought him to surface or something. It's weird, isn't it? I don't know. Yeah, but it, it, it's good. Like, it, it's... A, that is a... Fu- it, it's chilling, that fucking like his reaction, the way his body convulses. It's that, and it's that shake. Yeah, that, yeah. 
it's fuck. It's it's really unnerving. That is, um, but yeah, it just it it's nasty. And the Freddy Rodriguez death is incredible <laughs> because it's basically they're trying to get over something, and then Freddy Rodriguez literally says to Richard Dreyfus, "No, you first. So it's like I'm offering myself to death. Here you go, and not only that. But then Reddy Rodriguez is dangling on Richard Dreyfus's leg. Josh Lucas is like, you're going to kill us all unless you shake him off. And then Richard Dreyfus isn't like, no, I'm not going to do that. He's like, well, shit, I better up then. And fucking <laughs> yes. shakes him off. It's, it's um like, uh, yeah. That it's, a flick, little, it's a little gnarly, isn't it? Yeah, that flick is 95 minutes of just... Like the wave crashes in like fourteen minutes in, yeah, and then it's just kind of deaf quite a lot. That, that movie is is twelve years old and cost a hundred and sixty million dollars. That's fucked. But the thing is, a lot of it looks like it was probably practical. Yeah, that's the thing. There is a lot of underwater shit in this film. The the the, the major CG is like the exterior shots, and there's not that many of them. Like, this looks like it was big sets. No, I think a lot of the money was sets. Yeah, big sets, lots of water, and just, like, you know, I mean, the fact they had to turn shit upside down and whatnot, you know, it, it, it's, you know, that ballroom, that's a big set. Yeah. And, you know, so, yeah, I, um, it's not a great film, and the characters are fucking balls, but it's 95 minutes long, and it's, it, remains in my memory yeah I've, I've, I've watched it multiple times fair play grim yeah. um and my last one is the mighty security oh yes as I have said on letterboxd come for the Antonio Banderas does assault on precinct 13 in a mall premise it really is. It really is such a blatant ripoff, isn't it? Oh yes. Stay for Ben Kingley's amazing acrobatic <laughs> accent, which flies to different countries between scenes. Like seriously, Ben Kingsley, every single fucking scene is doing a different accent. You are right. I remember you talking about this film, and you are one hundred percent right. It's incredible. Yeah, he's minion as well when he comes to the gate when he comes to the door at the first time. He's got that weird minion with that box. Oh yeah, yeah. So fucking weird. Yeah, no, that's right. With the 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 dollars, yeah, the money, and yeah. I, I did like the bit as well where the guy tries to open up the gate and then just gets electric shock, uh, electric shocked, and then the yeah. other guy just shoves him over. Like, just like it's like the 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 waste of life in this film is quite yeah. something. I I also enjoyed the fact that the the what is it guy the like, head security guy straight away literally turns around and goes, "Nope, I'm not in charge anymore. This is well out of my pay grade. He's in charge. He knows I, what he's doing." I liked that. Just the fact that I, I did, yeah. Because I was kind of thinking he was going to be a bit shifty because he almost lets them in. You almost think he's going to be like a turncoat or something. And yeah. then Antonio Banderas incapacitates him. He wakes up and he's like. Right, shit, yeah, all right, then fine, fine, yeah, you you are in charge, cool. Nice yep. one. 
And it, fair, and I did like how Antonio Banderas's character, they make quite a big thing of it in the first 10 minutes or so that he didn't pass psychiatric evaluations. Yeah. And then that just doesn't come up again. It's just like, now he's fucking John McClane. <laughs> like, I, I had fun with it. Like, it's, 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 it's a fun little film. It, it, it's stupid, but fun. Yeah, yeah. It's exactly, it's exactly what that movie should be. Treadmill run did me fine. Yep. Right, fine cool. for That's that. me. Cool. Uh, right. Uh, I, I re Euro Trip because it's Euro Trip and Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Yeah, that's true. Um, all based around my rewatching of this was based around the fact that um, we went to Isabel's parents' evening a few weeks ago and she mentioned somebody called Scotty, but she didn't. I just misheard and kept asking her who Scotty was. And she kept saying, there is no Scotty. And then the minute we got in the car after what is it, I'd preloaded Scotty doesn't know to play. Right, that's... God, yep. you're, you're fucking... Your daughter must think you're a fucking bellend. That's incredible. Yeah, she does. So, uh, so I rewatched that. Um, rewatched Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Um, okay. The other day, just because Becky said... I don't think I've seen Forgetting Sarah Marshall. I was like, I'm pretty sure you have because you were alive in 2008. So mm. I'm pretty sure you have to have seen it. Yeah. Um, it's such a strange one, um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, because Jason Segel, Kristen Bell, Myla Kunis, and Russell Brand, it kind of, it made all of their careers, kind of. They were all, you know, they were all not unknowns or anything like that. But it, it kind of it elevated them to a new plane that they now kind of decided, eh, we don't need it. Because <laughs> mm. 10 years ago, it was like, right, fucking hell. And then Jason C went on did the fucking Muppets and Russell Brand married Katy Perry and did voices in Despicable Me franchise. Myla Kunis, you know, went on to do some pretty big movies. And, you know, Kristen Bell is now in that series on Netflix. Which um, is fucking shite. Sorry. I, I've watched all two series of it, and even I don't know if I like it. I don't think I do. Um, but yeah, um, so yeah, it, it, but it's it's still a really funny fucking movie. Hmm. What? Were, were you never a fan? Well, forgetting Sarah Marshall. Yeah. Yeah, it's all right. That's it. it it's all right. It's watchable. It's fun. Is what I would say. You're right, though. That film is like. Everybody was all about it in the late noughties, and now no one fucking talks, talks about, about it. it. No, it's got fucking Paul Rudd in it. Hmm. Yep, when Paul Rudd yeah. was just when Paul Rudd just turned up in things rather than being, oh, that's you know, right. he's the fucking like surf instructor, isn't he? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He, he's the surf instructor that um, that in one scene is teaching Jason Segel how to surf, and then the next scene he sees him in a bar and he's like, "Oh yeah, you're right, man," and starts explaining the reasons like just had a surfing lesson like this afternoon with you and he goes all right cool mm. <laughs> he's like he can't remember you at all okay um what else do i watch i rewatch uh, mission impossible rogue nation it's a fucking great movie despite the fact that its character its uh, main villain is curly watts from coronation street sorry american listeners you will not get that reference but um yeah nice. it is it's a bad idea mm. sean howard has got a great voice for a um a, a bad guy in a Mission Impossible movie, not a great look. Yeah, not a great look at all. Um, but yeah, that movie is a fucking great movie, and Rebecca Ferguson is fantastic in that film. Um, the fact that it's 
Ethan Hunt essentially not quite managing to get everything. Yeah. Not quite managing to, you know, it, it not not everything kind of, you know, not everything lands for him. That's Sean Harris in the new one's going to be interesting because it kind of seems like he's just there to kind of fuck shit up at the start. Yeah. Yeah, that, that, I, I reckon he's going to be dead pretty much straight away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That day, that was a fucking weird choice. Anyway, sorry, go on. Yeah, so I I, I, I really enjoyed that. Bear me two seconds. I've got a quick thing with work. Two seconds. Sorry. Um, yes, uh, what else did I watch? Uh, I watched A Few Talents Stupid Gesture. Yeah, what do you think of that? I fucking loved it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I really did. But, uh, but then again, I... I love Caddyshack and a lot of the National Lampoon stuff, so I think I was I was already in tune to, to really like it. Um, I like the fact that, um, that essentially I, I, I watched it with Becky as well, and she didn't know um, that um, that uh, Kenny dies. Um, so she, she didn't know that, and I, I was gonna tell her. That that guy who's doing the what is it talking about him being Doug Kenny isn't actually Doug Kenny. It, 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 he's he's not even playing it. The guy's dead. I thought about doing it, um, and then I decided against it. I thought no, I'll I'll I'll, I'll see where it goes. Mm. Um, and so yeah, I I really enjoyed it. But I like the fact that like Joe McHale is just doing an impression of of Chevy Chase yeah he's not yeah. trying to play as a character he literally is just doing an impression of Chevy Chase no I mean I, I I did enjoy that in the end of the day these people don't really look like these people or whatever they're just fucking speaking like them because yeah. that's all you need in this film yeah I I, I did I, 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 had, I had a lot of fun with it and I think it is a bit of a it does have a bit of a fucking gut punch at the end I think if you don't know the story if you don't know the story, yeah, but I don't know that fucking ending with the wedding and what. Uh, the, sorry, the the funeral and whatnot. It's like fuck off. I don't like him that much. Yeah, see, I I, I found him quite charming. Yeah, right, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, um, and my final one, um, colossal. Shit, the fucking bed. Yes, go. Right, um, so story of colossal. Uh, oh no! Don't tell me the story. Tell me what you thought of it. Come on. It's a fucking interesting movie. Yes, it is. I really, I, I really liked it. Is what I'll say. Yes. Fucking hell, that's an, that's an interesting movie. It goes places, doesn't it? It, it goes, goes places. places. And um, the shift, uh, the shift in it is fucking. Oh man, it's it's weird. Sorry, I just have to respond quickly with my last text. I promise I'll stop with it. Just had a problem with banking at work. And it's banking time, so. Mm. Uh, Currently playing the late podcast game of Am I Going to Piss Myself? It's always a fun game. <laughs> Sorry about that, bud. No, 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 it's, no, no, right. no, no, no. it's okay, it's fine. Um, yeah, no, it's it's really fucking interesting. In the fact is that effectively they're all dicks. None of them are nice people. There's just different levels of them being 
arseholes. Mm. Um, and the fact that you don't... The only one who seems to know he's an arsehole in this movie is Jason Sudeikis. He seems to be the one that seems to be aware of the fact that he's an arsehole. Anne Hathaway seems to teeter around the fact that she might be aware that she's a dick, but she doesn't quite... She isn't quite willing to accept it quite yet. Yeah. You know, um, Dan Stevens, you're not quite sure because you're not quite sure about... On the surface of it, he could be a bit of an arsehole, but you don't know what else she's done. The fact that he's just reached the end of his fucking tether. And at first you think, it's a bit of an extreme reaction, but he's caught her in a lie and everything like that, and she's making all the excuses. But then the fact that when he leaves, all of her friends just come in and try and start restart the party, you're kind of going, ah, fair enough. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there is that. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and, you know, the fact that Jason Sudeikis' character changes so quickly. Oh, yeah. And just becomes just a fucking prick. Um, and it's it's all because she don't fuck him. She fucks his mate. Yeah. And yeah. it's that. And it's like, well, hang on a minute. She does that, but it's just because she's drunk and horny because she actually wants to get back together with Dan Stevens. But then... Yeah, she just none of these characters come out of it very well at all, and she gets this redemption. That was my only criticism of it is she seems to get this big redemption thing because she takes on Jason Sudeikis, but it's like you're not a good person though. You're a bit of a dick, mm. and that's. But I, but I, I, I think that's part of the movie. Is almost that. Yeah, I mean, it's not. I don't think it's it's fully. Um... Redemptive. Uh, yeah, no, no, it's not yeah. fully redemptive, but it is this guy's kind of a horrible piece of shit. Yeah, and I'm better than him. Yeah. I might be a dick and I might have my problems, but I'm, I'm, my drinking affects the people around me. It's not going to, I, I realise that once it, once it could affect these people, I've kind of tried to not, I'm not going to kill people just for the sake of it, just, yeah. to, just to spite somebody else. Yeah, quite. Yeah, it's a very good movie, though, isn't it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, and everybody's everything great form. And Jason Sudeikis can... Because I know some people don't get on with his comedy. I actually really quite like him as a comedic actor. Um, but fucking hell, that guy can turn. Yeah, no, he can. He can. He's... um. It, 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 I don't know. It kind of felt like they um, positioned him here uh almost on purpose as you think he's going to be the comic relief and then mm. you go in and he kind of starts like that but then after the first act it's oh, okay and by the third act it's oh, go fuck yourself i hope you get crushed mm. yeah yeah absolutely and the fact I, I tim blake nelson literally just disappears from the movie <laughs> there yeah no god yeah that's right he was in it wasn't he he's really fucking good in it as yeah, well yeah there he is yeah, it's, I, 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 I very much enjoyed it. I, I'm actually looking forward to giving it a rewatch because I think that it was. It, it, it's a fascinating movie. There's a lot going on in it. Mm. But yeah, I was. I'm very glad that, that, that I eventually got round to it. And Hathaway is very good in it as well. Yeah. Yeah. No, she is. She's fucking fantastic. It's. 
I, I I wish that I wish that film was handled by a different distributor in the UK because entertainment is not a. It's an odd yeah. film and it needs better marketing than what it got. Yes, it does. It, it, it kind of got dropped, dumped, and it shouldn't have done because it, it was a good movie and it's a good concept and it's a good high concept premise starring people that can sell a fucking movie. Mm. Exactly. You know, those people can sell a movie. Anne Hathaway can sell a movie because she's Anne Hathaway and she's an Academy Award winner. And Jason Sudeikis can sell a movie because he's a charismatic guy to talk to in interviews. Exactly. But it's on yeah. Amazon Prime. Well yeah, worth a go. Yes. Um, so, yeah. Um, no questions this week. Um, Ian, what are we covering next week? Well, it's going to be the climax, isn't it? Like, let's just let's just get fucking lubed up and do it. Are we doing that? Are we not doing well, Black Panther's out next week, isn't it? Well, Black Panther's out on Tuesday. When are you seeing it? Probably Tuesday. Yeah, I, well, I'm, I, I'm, 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 yeah. Hang on. I'm looking. For... All right. So, are we going to have Noel on and then we're yes. going to do a review of Fifty Shades Freed while Noel sits there? Because that would be delightful. Yes, I think we should do that. Okay. Double review. It's going to be yes. Black Panther. It's going to be Fifty Shades. Yes. I'm, look, I'm, 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 do you know what the weird thing is? Fifty Shades. I've not. I've seen posters, but I've not seen anything else. There's been very little hype to it. It's still going to make five hundred million. Yeah. Fuck Good it. on it as well. And and uh, the folks in work think it's it's very entertaining that I'm going to go and see it by myself. But fuck it, yep. I'm owning that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Same. My, my people at work like the um, Selena, my assistant manager, said. Um, What's weirder, going to see um, Fifty Shades Freed with my husband, who doesn't really want to go with me, or with my girlfriend? Is that weird going to see it with some of my female friends? I was like, I'm going to see it on my own. And she's like, fuck off, you know? I was like, yeah, I am. Yeah, people thought I was joking. And she's just like, really? On your own? I was like, I always go to see it on my own. I, I, I occasionally go with Becky, but... She ain't bothered about it, so I'll go on my own. Yeah, that's exactly it. If Donna was interested, then I'd go and see it with Don, not because I'd be thinking like, right, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get a fucking pound in after or whatever. Yeah. Like, I like taking Don to the cinema. But, you know, she's not interested in it. It's not her bag. Cool. Go see it by yep. myself on Sunday morning while Don takes Lottie to a birthday party. Fine. Yeah, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go and see it on probably Monday afternoon. Very nice good. Afternoon screening, you know, wandering there <laughs> on my own. Talk to some uh, some women in their forties who are going to see it in a group. I won't be. I'll be uh, having my headphones fucking stuck in until the fucking BBFC card comes out. And as soon as the credits come out, I'll be walking out the fucking door, not looking at anyone. I asked people last time what they thought of it because there was three women sat in front of me because it was a pack screening. There was three women who had gone together who were. What is it in Fifty Shades Darker? And when it finished, I asked them, "What did you think?" And they're like, "A bit, really enjoyed it." And I was like, "Cool." But I thought I'm going to ask them because they're the target audience. I want to know what they fucking thought of it. Very good. I'm going to. I'm the target on as well. Right. So yes, that was. I'm literally going to piss myself off. I'm going to stop babbling because Ian will urinate. I seriously will urinate. Doodlemonkey.com at Doodlemonkey. Patreon slash slash dude and the monkey. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. Goodbye.
Right, I shall speak to you later on, but Cheers, I'll let you go. Enjoy your tea. I'm sorry. I just, I've got to go. Don't worry about it, man. Speak right, to you, bye. man. Bye.